Okay. Hello. Hey. How are you doing this Sunday? Good. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 December Community Day yesterday. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. You have a nice video up already from uh, mm -hmm. our adventures. Mm -hmm. We had uh, seven people kind of wandered in different groups, but it was it was very fun. Put some dark detectors up. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. A little it was windy. Really nice. Yeah. But at first it was it was actually pretty hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We saw Santa with we Tom did. Riddle. <laughs> we did, Thomas. Just asking for, you know, who knows what he wants. Yeah. The sorcerer. <laughs> um, yeah, you are also done teaching for the semester. Yes. So finals week is this week. Mm -hmm. They are turning in their final assignments and we're wrapping up. Yeah. So you have a little grading to do, but otherwise... A little bit of a break for you. Yeah, so I well like earned. bunch of end of year 2019 stuff. I've been, I mean, ever since YouTube Rewind came out, I have been like <laughs> in the, it's not just like end of the year because people are also like, it's the end of the decade. So there's like a lot of weird stuff so that's just like. Just make a simple top 10 list and you'll be done. <laughs> well, it's reminding me of like where I was in 2010, which is weird because I was like still in college. So we did not know each other. We did not know each yeah. other. And yeah, just definitely a long time ago. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I don't like to think in terms of decades. It's too much. <laughs> well, it's hard to capture, especially like pop culture and the way that with the internet, how fast things go. Um, like if you, even if you think about the last few years with going back to YouTube, re rewind like the meme culture. So when we started watching the old ones, then I just started singing Baby Shark to Winston like every day. <laughs> and so it, but it, it has morphed you know? into a bunch of different songs that we sing. <laughs> well, Baby, Baby Shark. Winnie. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Baby Shark seems like forever ago. It does. But it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. So like when you think about decades now, it's, it's so much time and things that have happened. So totally. it's kind of crazy. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, do you want to get down to it, yes, though? Yes, let's go through the It's an exciting chapter. It could door. be long. Yeah, so yeah. Juan's ready. All right. So, uh, oop, I'm not sure that I did this again. Oh, gosh. I was going to write down funny. the page. You know, it's funny. I thought about it like several times. I Yeah, what a stupid mistake. I was going to write it down and be like, oh, maybe just in case. Maybe I, I did do it and I just right, forgot. 262. I did do it. All right. I must have done it. I might have even done it like a different day. But anyway. <laughs> Turn to page two, six, 262, Through the Trap Door. Because I usually do it when I write the titles or whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Today's lesson is called Simulations and the Real Thing. And here is a synopsis. Long. The chapter starts with the students preparing for their exams and Harry preoccupied with his nightmares about Voldemort. After the trio finish their exams, Harry's mind is finally able to put together it could not have been a coincidence that Hagrid happened upon a dragon egg. They discover that Fluffy can be circumvented with music and that Hagrid told the dragon-selling stranger as much. They hustle off to tell Professor Dumbledore when Professor McGee tells them he has gone to the Ministry of Magic. She dismisses their concerns about the Sorcerer's Stone and later grows angry when discovering they refuse to let go of their belief that it was going to be stolen. Harry decides that he must steal the stone before Snape, so they plan to have another midnight escapade under the cloak. Neville tries to prevent them from selfishly losing Gryffindor more points, 
so Hermione reluctantly incapacitates him. The three arrive at Fluffy to find someone had indeed begun their hunt for the Sorcerer's Stone. They pass through the crucible of Fluffy, Devil's Snare, the Flying Keys, the Chess Room, the Troll, and the Potion Room before Harry finds himself face to face with the other person trying to get the stone. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a chapter. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it was really it was really an adventure. I knew this one was going to be big cuz we only have two chapters left, right? So this one definitely had to have a lot happen and I yeah, I liked how the I mean, we've talked about this in other things we've done before but the way that it's juxtaposed that you have these final exams these practical exams and then this actual series of things that it's a similar thing it's a practical exam kind of like basically all of the things that they encounter to get through to the end of the chapter is they're using stuff that they've learned throughout this school year to be able to get past to get to the next thing it's very true but i Yes, absolutely. And I changed the title to the episode like at the last minute (laughs) from a simple tested. But I thought it was like that was too on the nose because they're tested in two ways. They have their actual exams and then they have these things. But I think it's really important to juxtapose them how you are. Like there are these simulation exams where... You know, they turn mouse a mice in, mouse into snuff box and mm-hmm. gain points if it's beautiful and lose points if it has whiskers and it it's fine mm-hmm. it's fine even as a practical exam, but I actually find it kind of interesting. Like, if we step through the way they get through each of the rooms, they don't necessarily use the magic that that professor might have expected them to use or what. Mm-hmm. The person who went before them probably used. Yeah. Right? Like, how do they get through Fluffy? Well, they are friends with Hagrid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how they get by Fluffy. They don't learn it or in their Care of Magical Creatures class or whatever. Well, I have stuff even before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, Neville. Neville's the first step. Mm. Neville c- confronts them. And I love that exchange so much, not only because we've been following Neville as a character, well, for me, more closely than I had before when I was reading this before, Mm -hmm. but actually focusing on Neville and his role. And he has this arc where he's basically like, he comes to be this brave person and stand up for himself. And now he's doing it for like in front of our three friends, Ron, Harry and Hermione. And I just love the exchange where Ron's kind of like, don't be an idiot. And he's like, don't call me an idiot. You're the one who told me to stand up for myself. And, and Ron's and like, yeah, not, but not to us. us. And I, yeah. it's just so good. And, I, and yes. Neville's just like, he's standing there and he's like, no, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. I won't let you do this again. Right. <laughs> and I just love it. And so that's the first test. And so, yeah. So when I'm talking about practical exam, it's not like this um, thing that they prepared for it's basically like improv like how do you do in these situations what right. is it that you are witches and wizards what are you going to do now and so <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> Hermione's like all right we got to get past are this I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> Hermione's like sorry Neville got to do this yeah. and because it doesn't seem like Ron and Harry know what Petrificus Totalis is no. they're like what is this and right there and she's like 
of course, Hermione knows things that they don't because she reads and she 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 studies up. So she probably learned it from something. And so she uses it. And it's not like I don't is it wasn't a planned thing. It was right. just kind of like, all right, I'm going to use this. That's the first thing. The second thing um, before they get to fluffy is peeves Mm -hmm. so they're underneath the invisibility cloak and then harry just has an idea and he's like i'm gonna use this information that i already know about the dynamics between peeves and the bloody baron Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna pretend like i'm him and we're gonna like keep going and so again it's another moment of you have this situation you're trying to get past it and you're they are creatively using what they know what they've learned throughout the course of this year at hogwarts to be able to get through Mm -hmm. all of these series of i don't know instances totally and totally. yeah so then we have fluffy we learn i mean yes they're friends with hagrid they get that information that's part of like that's kind of like the first step it's mm-hmm. not it's not super creative but like they needed to get there harry needed to figure it out it was this moment of revelation where he's like oh my god yeah i guess with the exception of devil's snare but that's kind of a creative one too because the tests mm-hmm. they do for the school are individualized it seems like completely but like they pass that test, the, the double snare test together. Yes. Hermione casts it and she remembers, but ultimately like there's this, it, there's an interaction that's really phenomenal collaboration really in the moment, right? Like keeping the, keeping a level head and like, mm. yeah. Well, Hermione also uses those blue bell flames, the ones Red, that she used against Snape um, earlier in the And the year. ones that confound her in the game. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, because the devil snare, it's not, I would imagine that any sort of testing in like the Hogwarts sense on devil snare would be like pencil paper, like what what do you do? It's not like they're actually going to... Kind of the thing she recites about like damp and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it not, it's not like they're going to trap students in devil's snare and be like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> maybe you uh, maybe Barty Crouch Jr., a.k.a. Alistair Moody would have, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the key, right? Well, I, you know, kind of with the key and the broomsticks are already there. So like, eh, okay, kind of. Yeah, I think that there there takes uh, so the key uh, more so than Devil's Snare. I mean, yeah, they kind of Harry doesn't seem that useful in Devil's Snare to me, but right. for the key, I feel like the three of them are well. No, I guess so. Ron is kind of like he's he's looking at the door and he's like, hey, it has to be an old looking key. Like that's that's his contribution. Right. And then Harry kind of is like, all right, I'll be the leader on this and tell us what to do. So like they do use all three of them because Harry's idea is like we'll try to like force it into a direction and then Harry will get it. And so they kind of like, it's useful that all three of them are together right. to be able to get it. But yeah, if it's Flitwick, you're not using charms. You're kind of using your, what you would learn in your flying class to be able to, or especially Harry through his Quidditch experiences to be able to get past this one. Right. So it's almost like the professors have used their subject, but the students don't. And they've even, set it up kind of I mean maybe I'll take back what I said earlier it's not that they do it unusually but it's that they don't actually use like magic that they've learned that much it's like or like from that professor so somehow like you know Flitwick charms the keys but they use the ability to fly to get Mm -hmm. them it's not like they uncharm it or something like that and Mm -hmm. McGonagall used transfiguration to make the chess pieces alive but you have to play chess and then learn chess. Yeah. They play it in their free time. Yeah. The potion, I mean, Snape's potion stuff is my favorite one always. Like, 
just the like I'm not I'm not sure exactly that I agree with Hermione's assessment of there being a bunch of powerful wizards who don't have an ounce of logic. Uh, but there is something powerful about this. Like it doesn't really have anything to do with the potions at all. If it was some other thing. Yeah. That was one of the quotes that I put. Um, this isn't magic. It's logic, a puzzle. A lot of the greatest wizards haven't got an ounce of logic. They'd be stuck in here forever. I mean like ciphers. Penelope Ingram. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, though, if part of this is kind of, I don't know. We all know that groups of people have biases against each other. So I wonder if part of this is kind of like a muggle perspective or I don't know, Mm. something that's kind of like, well, we've got logic on you. Like you've got magic. Um, It is interesting, though, because it could be that perhaps like notable powerful wizards like part of their weakness is like the downfall of like not thinking through logically or something like that i mean we kind of have a similar stereotype of like people who are brilliant academically don't have social skills like there's always something right and so perhaps this is just something that's in i don't know whether the wizarding world or like the muggle like muggle perspectives on wizarding world take away their wand and their helpless type of thing yeah, yeah yeah i don't know but it, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful chapter. It's a great culmination of, like, all these little bits of stuff that has happened in the story, like Harry being able to fly and the chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chess the is because, like, that, those, well, Harry's Quidditch thing is pretty prominent, but Ron's chess thing is pretty much, like, it seems like it's a background thing where it's like, Does. yeah, Does. they play chess, whatever. This is just the setting of what they do in their free time. And yeah, my favorite quote was from that section. And it's uh, Ron saying, now, don't be offended or anything, but neither of you are that good at chess. <laughs> yeah. And then Harry's response is like, great too. Not offended. Just yeah. tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, just, it's fine. <laughs> we get it, man. So nice. <laughs> I think... It's interesting to to kind of suss through like what exactly Quirrell slash Voldemort's strategy is here. Like, is it the case? I've always often wondered this. Like, is it the case that like he had because it's been a little bit of time since Hagrid won the dragon egg. Mm-hmm. Is it the case that he had already been th- past Fluffy for a little bit of time, or did he truly wait? Right, like Harry thinks. Oh, it's going to be tonight because Dumbledore is gone. Mm-hmm. Did did he truly wait until Dumbledore was gone? Or was it more that he was like methodically like he had gotten past this and now he'd found the right key and now he's at the chess thing. Oh, and I so see. he like studied chess because, I mean, is it true that like Voldemort and Quirrell are just good at chess? I don't know. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Or did they have to study, you know, a little bit? Yeah. Well, I definitely think the timing of it, because it would probably be difficult to do this all like during the school year so that's kind of why waiting until we're in the finals and we're waiting and there's like this period of time where it might be appropriate that no one's like hey where's Quirrell you know I also love the idea that like the hardest one for him to get by is Hagrid's Mm -hmm. because it just Hagrid is so direct it's like and like an evil person might not ever consider something so beastly and terrifying to just be pacified mm. by music. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's great. I love that. Like it's this whole year of like trying to get by this darn 
<laughs> dog and then all of a sudden like if the three of them are like oh we're by the dog finally yeah <laughs> <laughs> to the stone right right sorry all these professors like yeah your little logic puzzle actually wasn't that hard it took her mind 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> yeah that was fun yeah other quotes of course have you gotten mad are you a witch or not <laughs> um and then one of my other favorite exchanges is uh it's like towards the end where they're in the potions room and Harry realizes, okay, I have to go alone. Hermione, you go back. This is the plan. And Hermione is like, Harry, you're a great wizard, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he's like, I'm not as good as you. And she's like, me, books, cleverness, they're more important things. Friendship and bravery. Oh, Harry, be careful. Which is kind of ironic for her to say because, yes, she is books and cleverness, or it seems that's like her um, kind of archetype. Mm -hmm. But she's also friendship and bravery, like all of them are. And so, I mean, including Neville, like the people that we have seen in terms of like our heroes of the story, the people who are like working together and like they're using friendship and bravery. Like, yeah, they have other things that they might be more notably, you know, known for. And Harry might have the whole friendship and bravery thing. He's like the the star, you know, the one who's Mm -hmm. like, he's the chosen one, Harry Potter. But all of them have that. They all underestimate themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, okay, Ron kind of does correctly say that he is the best at chess he has a lot of evidence to that case but there's still there are parts of it where like you know ron is important in his choices and harry is important in his choices yeah and hermione is very brave as you're saying i mean it's it is a form of bravery in both ways for neville to step up to them and then for hermione to say like no this is more important like because it i believe that it hurts her pretty hard to to actually attack him Neville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all she's wanted was friends. Yeah, and also Neville didn't do anything. No. Like Neville is right to an right. extent where he's 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 doing things that are right, like for the house. Um, and but there's also no time to explain and to like get him on their side. It's like okay, sorry, Neville, we got to go now. This is urgent. We'll explain later. I like also in this chapter, like Neville is all concerned about Harry not sleeping and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. And that's a little toss up to be like, oh, well, of course he's aware when Harry is awake. He's for some reason one of the people who's like awake. If Harry wakes up, he like wakes up easily mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good chapter. I mean, it's a very like. It's clearly the crucible. Like this is the important moment mm-hmm. and the next chapter. Oh, our fluffy <laughs> card. Yeah, we have our shiny mm-hmm. hollow. Where it's the three-headed oh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good hollow. <laughs> so fierce. But yeah, I think beyond the beyond the like juxtaposition of exams and this series of tests, including the two that or three that you mentioned, two, two, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great juxtaposition and. I'm not sure what else is like deep about the chapter. It's yeah. Well, it's kind of like going back to the previous chapter in the Forbidden Forest where 
uh, Bane is like, oh, did you learn anything in Hogwarts? Mm. And Hermione's like, oh, a bit. And it's like, there are things that, I mean, we also talked about in a previous episode of the hidden curriculum. Like, there are things on paper that supposedly these students learn or are able to master by the end of year one. And I still think that, similar to the troll situation, I don't think that I could see other students. I mean, I don't know them. We don't follow them as closely. So maybe I'm wrong, but another trio of students to be like to be able to pull this off and be like malfoy no malfoy he (laughs) we know he would run away he ran away when he saw the unicorn like no he's (laughs) resourceful and like cunning cunning for his own sake but not for anyone else's Yeah. yeah for sure i mean it's a it's been such a good journey right for harry i mean it's funny, there's the one kind of throwaway-ish line as well in this chapter about how like everyone's still ignoring Harry, but he finally doesn't mind. Mm-hmm. Kind of a priorities thing. I felt like a lot of our themes and the themes that J.K. Rowling has written into the book like really circle around at times in the chap- in this chapter. Obviously, Neville's a big one. Yeah. But Hagrid's friendship and yeah. somewhat his uh, unique place in the wizarding world and the things that he cares about yeah well i think also after the conversation with Ferenzi Mm -hmm. in the last chapter harry is more serious about the scope of what's at hand and so he's kind of like Mm. this is about voldemort this is about like more than just like whatever it is like this is very serious because it won't matter if house points are taken away because there won't be any hogwarts like and he's like he just goes off because I think here we see the bubbling up of Harry has been haunted by this same nightmare this entire year and now it's getting more intense and now he has more clarity on the situation and then it's like, oh, wow, Voldemort is actually like here and trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stone and it's this big, like it all comes together and he's like, oh no, I've heard of like how horrible things were and I mean he hasn't lived it of course Mm -hmm. but he has he feels this obligation because he has such a connection to it he's haunted by it and so he he's like reminded of it constantly and of course has a deep connection as Voldemort killed his parents like it's a very personal thing all of these like things that we saw in previous chapters seem to come into clarity now where it's like oh this is why this is why harry is in that whole paragraph is like screaming at them Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like we got to do this we have to do this like right now for sure he definitely does have a different sense of urgency i mean i think she tries to write that in really well as you're saying with like ron and hermione get it but they don't really get it they're Mm -hmm. not quite putting it all together what it all means but Eventually, they do listen to Harry, right? And say, no, 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 no. We need to act, you know? Yeah. Harry's conclusion that he should steal the stone first. (laughs) It's like one of those times where it's like, oh, of course. Like, I should have seen that coming from a mile away. That that it's not necessarily his conclusion isn't going to be like, I'm going to go down there and protect it or something. I'm going to take it first. Yeah. Somehow he concludes that his stealing of it would be sufficient (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's good it's good times so we have one more chapter left Mm -hmm. and it's a doozy Mm -hmm. it is a real doozy i think it's fairly long to the extent that i like thought for sure that the next chapter was going to be the second to last chapter but i guess it's the entire like summer summer uh summary of the whole 
end of the year situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. really excited. So we're timing right out. It'll be, what, the 22nd mm-hmm. for the last chapter. Yep. <laughs> and then, I don't know, maybe at the turn of the new year is when we can do the book, total book one. Yep. How are you feeling? Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until next time, then? Until next time. Ho, ho, ho. Wands ready. ready. <laughs> I almost dropped my wand. <laughs>